listening to episode 79 of Power Pearls Podcast. Intuitive, purpose-driven yarn crafting to empower your knits and pearls. Do you love the idea of making a knitted shawl, but you're just not sure of the nuts and bolts to get started? Do you wish to customize it to fit your own unique vision? Well, when I began making shawls, I struggled with getting the shape I wanted to come to life on the needles. And I also found it daunting to plug in a stitch pattern only to find that I could not get the multiple to work correctly. Does this sound familiar at all? (laughs) I'm sure it does. As the former executive editor of Creative Knitting Magazine, I know patterns must be both brilliantly simple and have page-popping appeal. And I also know that to gain a sense of satisfaction and project completion, you need an approach to creating shawls that is both easy to understand with modern appeal. So as a result, an intuitive approach to shawl making was born. Designing easy plug and play shawls became my mission and I developed a way to begin each shawl using a very basic template that with some simple little tweaks, creates dramatically different results every single time. So I created a free challenge for you that shows you how to trust your own inner wisdom and take what I fondly call intuitive intersections. So you can make the choice where to go next in your journey. I also show you how to customize the triangular shawl to make it your very own, to become the knitting rock star you are meant to be. So to check it out, go to caragotwarner.com forward slash shawls. Hey, Power Pearlers. Welcome to another episode of Power Pearls Podcast. This is the number one episode of the first season of 2018. So I am super excited to get back behind the microphone and chat with you. And I have a very special surprise for you. I have a co-host and her name is Tabitha Hedrick. She's my uh, sidekick in crime. You guys may have heard me say that in the past for those of you that have been listening to the last, for the last, gosh, three years. Is that how long I've been podcasting? Um, so anyway, I want to welcome Tabitha Hedrick. Hello. Thanks for having me back. This is great. So Tabitha is the new co-host. We are going to be recording, oh, uh, several episodes, maybe eight to 10 episodes. We're still in the process. <laughs> as, as, as you are hearing this, we are actually, well, in real time, uh, well, you're not hearing this in real time, but <laughs> see, this is how it, it's like confusing. You're going, to, you're going into the future before you're in the future. But anyway, so you're going to be getting new episodes every single week. So uh, eight to 10-ish weeks of episodes. So this is really exciting. And in within those episodes, Tabitha is going to be mixed in to those as my new uh, co-host. That's right. And we're going to be talking about a bunch of different things. But before I kind of give you guys an overview about what this whole series, this season is about, I'd like to, uh, to ask Tabitha to introduce herself because Tabitha has been on the show multiple times. But for any of you guys listening for the first time, just want you to get to know Tabitha. So Tabitha, can you jump in and share a little bit about yourself? 
I can. I can. Um, I am Tabitha Hedrick. I am the design director for Sweet Georgia Yarns. Uh, fantastic, amazing, wonderful yarn company based out of Vancouver, Canada. And if you haven't heard of their yarns, you need to check it out because they're awesome. Uh, let's see, what else do I do? I am a contributing, contributing editor to Creative Knitting Magazine and a part-time, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, the words are escaping me right now. A part time wannabe romance author, um, dabbler in artistic ventures, and a mom of two girls, two dogs, and one husband here in East Tennessee. Awesome. Well, I am super excited that you are here with me, Tabitha, because we always have so much fun chatting together. <laughs> and um, yeah, I because I, I thought to myself, I need a co-host and I want to do it with someone that I love talking with oh, and just shucks. have so much fun that doesn't feel like... Um, you know, oh my gosh, I don't know this person and I have to get to know them. And <laughs> what if the chemistry isn't the best? And so I made that decision um, with this podcast. I only want to talk to my friends. Flattery so. will get you everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but, but, but honestly, everyone I speak to, I just have so much fun. And I really have tried to really handpick each and every guest. So what we're going to be talking about today is a mindset. Okay. How to master your mindset. And we have eight ways that you guys can do this. And we're going to share those. Yes. So this whole series is really for those of you that want to start a design business or a fiber, you know, a creative business. Maybe you're not a designer, but you know, you have ideas for how you want to uh, take your passion your why for being in this world of craft and how can you pay that forward and actually make a little business out of it. Um, and by the way, if those, for those of you who are listening that, you know, you have no interest in designing, that's okay. This is all, this is good. This is like self-improvement. Um, you know, these are skills that you can use in your everyday life, you know, obviously mastering your mindset. You know, you know, this is something that we can all use. Oh, absolutely. Um, don't you think, Tabitha? Absolutely. So, so we'll talk about mindset today. And then over the next few weeks, we're going to talk about subjects such as how to keep your passion alive for yarn crafting after you start a business, time management, um, you know, how to go small and, and then go deep on one idea, mm -hmm. um, idea validation, and how to write uh, really snappy copy, marketing copy, and how and why this is huge. This is so important, especially now on social media when, you know what, it's so noisy. And if you can't illustrate and write what it is that you want to, you know, bring to the world in a very like inspiring way, no one's going to pay attention. Just saying. So yeah. writing is a big part of that. Really coming up with just the right copy, um, planning systems, time management. So anyway, all that stuff's coming. So now we're going to jump in without further delay. How to master your mindset. Okay. So this is really important when you're starting a creative business. Um, and in general, you know, it's definitely important when you want to manifest something in your life, be it wealth, inner, outer wealth, right? right. You cannot be afraid to say you want wealth in one of those ways, right? right. Because there's so many good reasons, so many reasons that we have freedom when we, when we attain wealth in both of these ways for ourselves, 
for those that we love. Uh, and in the process, we are also um, sharing our passion for our craft, right? So, um, so yeah, so we're going to talk about these eight things, how we can set the stage to master our mindset. So are you ready to do this, Tabitha? Yes. Yes. Okay. So number one is get out of the PJs. Oh my gosh. Get out of your pajamas. <laughs> Just get out of them. I know you feel like you can do this and you're going to be all productive and stuff, but there is this little niggle in the back of your mind that'll make you get slower and sloggier and fuzzier and you just need to get out of the pajamas. Yeah, definitely. It physically, mentally prepares you for the day to get active. Yeah, totally. And you know what? I think that there's something to be said about uh, changing your surroundings too. So I just thought this would be a great segue. Yeah. So getting out of those pajamas, even if it means putting on your work clothes to go to the gym, which is kind of part of mm -hmm. number two, but doing something so that you, you know, you're just sort of um, setting the stage for, you know, for the day to start. And so I know for myself, I pick a day and you know what? Let's say you have several days where you're like, I just have to get out of the house. I'm yeah. so lonely. <laughs> Go to the coffee shop every day if you have to. If you I mean, have to, yeah. Think of it this way. This is how I think of it. My, you know, this coffee shop that I love going to, um, of course, I'm on first name basis with the owner <laughs> and he's just like, come in here, do your live videos. In fact, I've done some live videos there already. Um, but you know, it's like, it's like co-working space. It's like, think of a dollar, $2, even if it's $5 for, you know, a treat and a coffee, you're paying for your co-working yeah. space. Hey, that's super cheap, isn't it? That is really cheap. Yeah. So, uh, I work out of the house every Friday. So, and that's my, it's my day. I treat myself mm -hmm. totally worth every penny. So yeah, so changing your surroundings, go to the coffee shop. And as Tabitha, you you had mentioned earlier when we were kind of coming up with these ideas to, to really look the part, right? To yes. really kind of say, I am going to my job. Yep. And even if it means that you want to dress up, go ahead, put on some makeup. Yeah, you know, I do. You know what? Because you never know who when you gotta maybe run out, run an errand, or yep. you just wanna you're working, you're busy, you're doing your thing. And then you're like, I need a break and I'm going to go out for a walk. You're yeah. already dressed. You can go out for a walk, you know, say hello to the neighbors that you pass by, <laughs> go to the, you know, go whatever. So I feel that when I'm, cause I know myself, like if I'm still wearing like my yoga pants and I'm like, my hair is a mess, I'm, I'm more, it's more unlikely that I'm actually going to want to leave the house. Right. <laughs> yeah, ex exactly. I don't, I don't know what it is, but I have to get dressed in the morning. I, you know, I brush my teeth. I put on a little bit of makeup and I do my hair and all of those kinds of things sets me up to say, I, I'm going to work now. It's like I'm working out of the office. Mm -hmm. So I, it's like, I'm telling my brain, you have to pull it together and get things done. Mm -hmm. um, I do the same thing when I, in writing romance, I put on bold lipstick. Like that's my ritual. Yeah. Writing time, you know? Yeah. Oh, that <laughs> it's just, is so it's cool. one of those, it's a physical little shift, I guess you could mm -hmm. say that. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like, yeah, get out of your pajamas, get to work. Ready for number two is yeah. inner work, doing the inner work. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Jen Sincero, uh, she's the author of You Are a Badass at Making Money. <laughs> I need to read this book. It's such a good book. Um, but she also has another book. There's a series of books. Um, 
So she says, go to the spiritual gym. And also metaphorically, that means, well, metaphorically, like, and literally the real gym. <laughs> um, for me, like, so those two things are huge, like sitting in meditation, mm-hmm. you know, having a silence practice, you know, because before be- be- beginning that process of being productive and working, like, it's sort of like this mindset, like getting it out of, out of the way, do, you know, the launch pad, I've heard people refer to it as a launch pad, um, but setting that stage um, and just really feeling like, I know that when I do go to this thing called this, we're calling the spiritual gym right now, uh, I, f- I feel more at peace. Um, I feel like I can focus more. And so, so the thing is, is, and I hear this a lot from, you know, people I talk to about that meditation is boring and um, what am I going to think about? Right. And we're not going to, we can do a whole other, you know, episode about how you can actually, you know, use it in a very analytical way. Right. But, um, you know what? It's even if you're just following your breath, your in breath and your out breath for five minutes. But there's something to be said about this ability to uh, cultivate uh, concentration, patience, yeah. acceptance, and these are the things that you notice when you're not in meditation. Yeah, for me, it's about getting a moment of silence in a very, very noisy world. Um, I, I do not meditate right now like I should be doing or mm-hmm. like I want to be doing. Um, m- lately, my priority has been sleep because the allergies have been messing me up. Um, but for me, every morning, I, I know the instinct is to grab your phone and check your emails like right off mm-hmm. the bat or hop on the Facebook right off the bat. But for me, I don't pick up my phone for 20 or 30 minutes. It's uh, quiet time. It is um, just settling into some quiet prayer just by myself, Um, sometimes meditation. It's writing out things that I'm grateful for for the day, making my coffee, just settling into a little bit of silence before the day gets noisy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that that is really, uh, really important for setting you up for focus and concentration, but also for um, enhancing your relationships with other people. Because if you can learn to be quiet and listen to yourself, then you can be quiet mm-hmm. enough to listen to other people. Mm-hmm. And before I was a meditator myself, I would do things habitually and not realize. Um, but when you start to train your mind by sitting mm-hmm. still like this, whatever we want to call it, you can actually watch your mind and yeah. see when you get angry, see when you become impatient, see when you're frazzled and really almost like you're aside from yourself, like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I'm doing that thing. And so this is what meditation can help you um, you strengthen, you know, your mind so that yeah. you can actually um, get really get better. <laughs> you know, like I said before, you know, get get more focused. I mean, look, we're human. You know, we're always going to have that um, struggle where we're trying. We're you know, we're going to have you know, lack. We're going to lack patience. We're going to get angry, but we can reduce that by doing this little thing called meditation and this inner work. And so maybe some of you say, "Hey, you know what? I get it all out at the gym." So that, and I do too. Both yeah. of those things really help me go to the gym. Uh, you know, think about how you feel after the the um, the workout's over. Yeah, you know, I do that. And how amazing you feel! Like it's it's those endorphins, the happy juices, whatever they are, but they're magical and they do something <laughs> to transform. So, so I know when I when I'm done at the gym, I feel 
confident. Yeah. I feel like I can do anything. I mean, I literally feel like I can do anything. Yeah. I did not today when I went to the gym. I felt like I was ready for a nap, but <laughs> that can happen. And maybe you will. I came it. home, probably, but I came home, mm-hmm. I took a shower, and I got dressed and ready for the day. And now you feel so, great. Yeah. Now I'm all like energetic and blood. You're flowing. all that in a bag of chips. That's right, baby. <laughs> so, anyway, so you know what? Again, like, these are things that we know work. They work. You have to try it out for yourself. You have to learn from your own wisdom, right? Yeah. So that's number two. The inner work, give it a try, that's even right. if it's five minutes. And then think, if you don't do it, why? It's not because you don't have time, because we always make time for what matters. Right. And I know that I'm guilty of myself. You know, These are things that we're talking about these things because we work for ourselves. Tabitha and I mm-hmm. work from home. Um, it's so easy to go right into email or go right into something else because you're grasping at your new business and, and you feel like you have to do the work immediately. Yep. But how much more money are you going to make in five minutes? You know what I'm saying? Like, I know exactly. that sounds like... So five minutes to cultivate this inner power, this right. inner wealth, okay? Huge. That's right. And when you see the examples in your... This is how you can really empower yourself. When you see the examples in your daily life, Outside of meditation, during the meditation break, you can see, wow, I was better. Like I said before, wow, I did that. I didn't react. And, and so when you start to see that, you'll, you'll know for sure that, that's, that this inner work that you're doing, it's actually working. Right. So that's like your little jewel that you can hold it. You can put it in your back pocket <laughs> and, and remember that. Um, so, but you know, yeah, that's, that's, that's inner work. So number three is setting a work schedule. Yes. I know a lot of people struggle with this. And I think the reason why people struggle is because they try to um, fit everything into one day. You know, they have to do it all. Or they're trying to match how somebody else works from home. Or, you know, Mm. I have a friend of mine who has children and she wishes that she could follow the schedule of her friend who doesn't have children. And it just, it doesn't work that way. You can't, um, comparison is the, is is I don't remember the quote. I'm the worst at remembering quotes, but comparison is supposed to be a thief or something like that. Oh, 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 <laughs> you know oh. what I'm talking about. Well, I've heard that, but not in that way. But um, well, another way. It doesn't here, but comparison but, is like the biggest compliment or something, or not comparison. Yeah. No, no, that's not it. No yeah. imitation. That imitation. That's, that's, sorry. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know, scratch that. Okay, we're all but, really yeah. bad. But it's that I, for me, I create my idea of an ideal week. I, mm-hmm. This was something, I think um, Michael Hyatt talks about it. Oh, this might be an ideal day. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lisa Jacobs is a really awesome sauce, ET store owner, author that I love. She writes some marketing playbooks and stuff, but she talks about the ideal week. And so I look at my whole week and see what do I need to fit in there. I don't have to go to the gym every single day. I don't have to... Um, um, do art every single day. You know, I just, I, I break it down and I plug it into what I, I hope my ideal week will look like. What are my work blocks? What are my children blocks? What are my dinner making blocks? Uh, and then I work around that. I'm so glad that you pointed that out because I think that's the danger that we can get into. I know I have. Um, yeah. I follow some, you know, people like Amy Porterfield and Mike yeah. Corleo. And I mean, I love the example. Right. I love their example and what they're doing works right. for them because they have a team. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's, they make 
you know, seven figures or more, but because they've worked up to that point and they have a team. So the, so this is getting out of this whole idea of schedule, but it's touching on what you just said, Tabitha, because um, do what you're do uh, what you can based on your capacity. Right. Um, you know, so it's like, no, you can't develop three big flagship uh, e-courses and then, um, you know, do webinars every week or right. whatever. I'm just saying like, you have to really put things into perspective when you're starting right. out and go with one thing, but map out a schedule mm-hmm. and a time frame That's during right. your day, your week that is realistic or else guess what? You are going to hate being in a creative business. That's right. <laughs> I'm just and, and I get it. I mean, I've heard those moms with little kids at home. It's really, really hard. And so to, to, to schedule anything because, you know, children are so off the wall, unpredictable as it is. But, you know, that's where you, you look at what an ideal week would be. And if it's that one hour of their nap time, which I'm so sorry if it's only an hour. I feel you. My oldest one only napped for 40 minutes, so I feel you. But oh, wow. side note, um, <laughs> but if it's if that if that one hour a day is the only hour that you have to focus, then that's the hour you're going to really make it powerful. Mm. So that's mm-hmm. your schedule, and you work with that schedule, Totes. and you set yourself up for that schedule. Totes, baby. Yep. Anyway, my my son thinks I'm really silly when I do that. Like I'm, I'm almost 50 and I'm saying totes and, you know, uh, for reals. Anyway. As long as you don't say bae. I don't, I don't even know what that is. Um, so anyway, so I know you have to, we, we have to keep going. Yes, I talk too right. much. Yep, next so, one, next one. Okay. Number four. Do you want to talk about number four? Uh, affirmations and quotes. Uh, yes. The more you say it, the more you believe it and the more you believe it, the more real it becomes and the more real it becomes, the more you do and you create this cycle of things. So I know affirmations, the whole concept is a little woo, a little out there, but it, it works. It's like uh, the same people who read the same books over and over and over again, because it, every time it teaches them something new, it's that same concept. Every time you repeat an affirmation, even if it's just I am a badass like that book. Yeah. Even if it's just that title, mm-hmm. you will start to believe it the more you tell yourself because mm-hmm. belief mm-hmm. is the key to mm-hmm. everything you do. Yeah. And you know, maybe this one came a little bit early in in this list because I think once you understand why you got into business, why? What is your mm-hmm. passion? Like what is it that makes you want to pop up out of bed every night to remember that and then work your affirmations or your slogans around your why. Yeah. Not just like, oh, let me see what's online. Let me pull up some quotes online. No, like they have to be things that you totally connect with and listen. And then you you feel them inside your heart. You feel them in in your every fiber of your being. These are things that get you so excited, like so, oh my gosh. You know, like, you know, I, I always think of, um, you know, that thing that makes you just want to run out, you know, run out, yeah. of, uh, you know, on the street, you know, yay, this is what I want to do. Or, you know, it's so distracting that you want to do it. So, so, yeah. gently, you know, that you and just- it's important to remember all of that, and which is why you, you know, you write it down and you repeat it yourself and say it over and over again. It's, it's so that you can remember that through mm-hmm. the dark times, you know, uh, a teacher, a teacher teaches because she's making, or he, a difference in somebody's life mm-hmm. that 
is an affirmation. I am making a difference in somebody's life as a teacher. And if you can keep repeating that to yourself, it becomes all the more powerful. And that is a good segue to number five, which um, would you like to talk a little bit more about that? You started talking about. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They all kind of tie together. Mm -hmm. Mindset is mindset across the board, but write it down. A dream, I don't remember the quote, I'm going to butcher it, but a dream is only a dream until you write it down and then it becomes a goal. And then once you create your action steps for that goal, then it becomes a plan. So write it down and repeat it. I rewrite it just about every month, if not every week. I have like a weekly review and a monthly review just so I could see what am I doing with myself and what am I doing with my life? Oh, yes, it's my goal. It's my objective. And so I write it down and I reread it and it kind of becomes my affirmation that way, but it also incorporates all of my other senses, my Mm -hmm. movement and writing and reading and speaking so that it anchors me to my why. And you do this on paper, right? Because there's something really powerful about actual pen to paper. Oh yeah. Tactile memory. As opposed to typing on a keyboard. And a lot of people have said that. It's like writing it down kind of solidifies or anchors it into your subconscious in a totally different way. Totally different. Yeah, way. it's pretty ma- pretty amazing. And then number six is to surround yourself with uplifters and people who understand what it means to run a business and get it. And that reminds me of this saying that we hear a lot. Um, at least I hear it a lot in the online world. Is and I think Jim Rohn is the one who said it. Jim Rohn, who was a um, you know business guru, uh, um, surround yourself with. Um, wait, see again, butchering. Um, <laughs> We're the worst at quotes. But he's, he basically, <laughs> the gist of it is to surround yourself with people, right? Yeah. That are um, uplifters, like you said. Yeah. But you are the sum, here it is, you're the sum total. I think the sum total of the five people you hang around with, oh, something like yeah. that. Yeah, that's it. it. That's it's, pretty much the quote. It's so um, important. And it's yeah. not even just the people that make you feel good, but it's the people that just that get that you are working yes. from home. I've had Absolutely. some friends. Uh, why can't you just drop everything and, you know, mm-hmm. go to the mall? And, and that, and that might mean like what we're doing right here. This is an extension of what we do, Tabitha. Like every two weeks, roughly, we have a standing meeting. It's always on the calendar because yep. it always keeps it. Uh, it's like a reminder too. If we can't do it, we're like, ah, you know, I can't do it today. <laughs> um, but it's always there, so it's it's sort of like built into our um, our week, right. our months. And I, you know, I I have that those conversations with you. I also have a, a, a podcast accountability buddy. We used to meet more often, but now we just you know we do it once a month. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, it's just like so important. So if you're working for yourself, you're working from home, you know, and especially if you are developing an online business as a, as a creator maker, you know, it's likely that a lot of the people that you're connecting with, they're not living next door or in your town, unless you live in a city, who knows that maybe that's, you know, you'll have that ability to get together with people, right? Yeah. At like a location. Um, but but get to on get on Skype, get on Zoom video, get you know, hang out with these people online. You can see them, you can see their face. Yeah, you can have a cup of coffee with them, and it's amazing, right? It is, and because you you are able to network and get new ideas, and just hear from other people that are going through the same obstacles and the same challenges, and you come out of it with so many more new ideas that help feed you. Right. And then number seven is how to turn 
lack, you know, less than, less, less into abundance, right? So this is, this comes from expressing gratitude every day. And another, a great example, I use this in one of my Facebook lives, and I think this is good for you guys, all you knitters, um, yarn crafters, you know, um, I asked if you had work in progress guilt Mm. and (laughs) a lot, all of you. And, you know, and I, and my answer was, so what? So what? Because you know what? You should be grateful that you have all that yarn, right? I'm not barking to you like you should. No, but I mean, this is like, whenever I say this stuff, it's advice to myself, right? Right. Like gratitude, like I would, that I was even able to buy that yarn in the first place. You know, so many people in this country can't do that. Right here in our own backyard, not just in third world countries, uh, you know, there are people that can't afford to go out and buy beautiful yarn. They, there are people that can't even, have, like, they don't even know where their next meal is coming from. Yeah. And I think it's really easy to forget that and be in our bubble. So I think um, that's just one example of how to say, you know, I'm going to turn that around and just say, oh, whatever. Guilt, because guilt is a bad mindset. So we're talking about mindset. Guilt, yeah. get rid of it. Turn it around. Turn around guilt into gratitude. Yeah, that's one G and turn it into another G because what you focus on and you feel gratitude for, you get more of. And there's a really great, great quote. Boy, we're full of quotes that we don't really remember. (laughs) Um, But it's sort of like, you know, what, what you focus on grows, but the, what, when, if you constantly think about what you don't have, guess what happens? You get more of what you don't want. So you might say, I don't want, you know, this problem or, you know, whatever the problem is, or I feel guilty all the time because I'm not showing up for my family enough, or I'm a bad mom, whatever. I mean, the more you think about that, the more you're going to sort of send out those vibes to, let's say the universe, but the universe in a real practical sense, it's more like the people in your life are going to see that behavior. And body language is huge. And thoughts are more powerful than words. So I'm in the process of, and this is this could be a whole other is, uh, uh, you know episode. I was going to say issue. I still can't stop saying issue from being in the Urban Magazine. <laughs> yeah. um, but like I'm about to invest in my business. Mm-hmm. All right, and there was a time when I used to think, oh no, I can't afford that. Like, right. but now I look at it like, no, I mean this is an investment that's only going to bring in more more resources right. into my into my life. And, you know, my, my husband didn't look at it quite that way. He's come around. He's fine. It's just like, I have to really think about, okay, how am I going to talk about this? (laughs) He's like, we can't afford that. I'm like, yes, but this is an investment. This is going to, I mean, like, you know, I'm just like, I'm so sure. I'm like, I'm totally going to crush it. So, (laughs) so what? Let's just, you know, I'm doing it. Like he doesn't get it. And I yeah. get, and I understand. I get that a lot of people are in that place. Again, that's coming from this lack mindset. Yes, it really is. it's it kind really of like is. survival mode. And Lord knows, I've been in survival mode yeah. so many times that because, it's really yeah. hard to think ahead. And that's where the affirmations and the getting out of your pajamas and all that inner work really will help you be able to overcome mm-hmm. that survival mode a lot faster, a lot more gracefully. I hope, <laughs> I, or so I tell myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that, but gratefulness is really that key for it. 
like just really that foundation for all of that, all of the work of everything we talked about before with the mindset. Gratefulness is really, really the key. I say every day how grateful I am for the company that I work with and the boss that I have and the team that I have because they're just so amazing. And Mario, Marie, Marie Forleo, I butcher her name too. Marie Forleo. Is that how you pronounce her name? Yes. And I was actually going to mention <laughs> something that she said also, but she's getting lots of plugs. Everyone she's getting plugs. lots of plugs. We should be getting paid for advertising. But she had, I can't remember who the heck it was, the four hour work week guy or, or some one of those other self-help. Tim Ferriss. I think it was Tim Ferriss, but he talked on there on an interview about oh, the yeah. three things he's grateful for. Uh, yeah, one yeah. is something randomly generic that you are like pops in your head you're grateful for number two is going to be a person or an impact that somebody has made on your life and then number three should always be something so little that it forces you to get out of your head and into the really specifics of your life like my cup of tea, the pen that I get to write with, the paper I get to write on, the yarn I get to knit with, the knitting needles I get to use, just something really, really small. And when I heard that, it really struck a chord with me because I always think so generic. I'm so grateful that I have this house. Well, yeah, yeah. but but why totally. am I happy for the house? I could live anywhere and still be happy. You know what I mean? Because you have to think about what is the, um, what is that, uh, what is the effect of that? Yeah, in your exactly. Life? Exactly. You know, that cause and effect kind of thing. Right. But circling back to uh, still on the subject um, with money, right? That black mindset that I was talking mm-hmm. about before when, when I was talking to my husband, which I, you know, it's very common. Um, Marie Forleo said this in, uh, I think it was one of her um, podcasts about mindset towards money. Mm-hmm. And she said, this was very helpful for her. And I'm telling you, it really does it for me too. And she says, there's more where that came from. Yeah, that's good. It's true. So if you were able to manifest $70,000 in your life in a previous job, you can do it again. Heck, if I'm able to get a 500 bucks a month in pattern sales or $100 a month, I am grateful. And there's more where that came from. I'm going to have to remember that. Please do. And then number eight, anchor to your why. And hold on to it like a baby monkey. <laughs> this was not like this was a Jensen Cheryl. I love it. This was in her book. But it's, I like that. I like the, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, the metaphor here, because yeah. like once you, you have your reason for starting your business, for why you want to create inner and outer wealth, you hold on to it like the way you think of a a baby monkey holding on to its mother, right? Yeah. And I just like that it keeps, I keep that in my head. (laughs) I haven't forgotten that, but that's it. When you have those dark times, it's going to happen. They're going to come, you know, um, because of the, you know, we're going to have dark times. uh, Unfortunately, this is not to put, put, you know, be a Debbie Downer, but there are more uh, hardships or, you know, annoying moments in life than there are joyful moments. Like this, the emails that come through that you're like, ah, I have to pay that or I have to pay this bill or your husband or your kids, you know, don't cooperate or agree with you. I mean, the internet goes down. The dog is barking nonstop outside. There's always going to be things that are going to take you away from your weekly schedule, you know, Mm -hmm. and you have this ideal, ideal day. Uh, You're not going to have, a lot, you know, you'll have ideal days, but you're going to have 
some, you're also not going to have ideal days. So just decide in advance. Now, I don't remember which episode number this was, but Tina Whitmore was on the, the podcast a couple of years ago. And this always this stuck in my head before she started her business. So she's Freya Hand Paints. Mm-hmm. Before she started her business, she had a friend that totally like gave it to her real deal. And she said, just get ready because you're not going to have a life. Because she's, you know, she's a business, but hers is like, I mean, a yarn, you know, yarn business, like yarn manufacturing. And it was just her in the beginning. And she just decided in advance. She said, okay. She really took it to heart. And she said, I am going to accept the fact that doing this in the beginning, it's going to be hard work, but I'm going to do it. Yeah. And that's what, and she's still in business and she's growing. She just moved her company to the Northeast. Yeah. I think she's in the process of the move right now. It's a huge move. Huge. And she is like, I don't know, 4,000, some, some thousand square foot facility. Yeah. It's amazing. And uh, I love her. Oh yeah. And that, and, you know, working from home, we're by ourselves all the time. It's really easy to be trapped inside our own heads. You know, if you get a barrage of just, because they seem to come in threes, they never just come once a week. (laughs) When you get one day of a bad email, they send all kind of be bad emails. So when you're, when you're surrounded by that, it's hard to get out of your own headspace. Mm -hmm. That's where you go back to that. Why? That why? Yes. And I can't stress more the importance of having accountability partners or just friends that you mm-hmm. can talk to in, yep. in to, or online. And if you can make it happen, getting a coach, honestly, I mean, I'm working on getting a coach. That's actually my, that was what I was talking about, Tabitha. That's the investment. Nice. Because coaches need coaches. And I'm a coach. You know, that's what I do. That's what yeah. I do. And I help designers and I help people. So you guys are going to hear some. Uh, on air coaching. I'm going to actually be bringing on one of my my uh, one of my clients, and but anyway, I can't stress the importance that we further our uh, education. Um, you know, we work with coaches so that we can have that accountability. Because you know what, when when you work with someone that knows, you know, that's been where you want to go. That really helps. And you can just sort of use them as a mirror because at the end of the day, you have to make up your own, you have to make your own decisions for sure. A coach is not going to give you the answers, but they're going to be a guide. Yep. For sure. So anyway, I just wanted to close with that. And then you hang on to that why you're going to do this and you can do this. You got this. That's right. (laughs) Right. But get out of your pajamas, get to work. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. So Tabitha, this was awesome. I'm so happy that you could join me for this episode. And uh, yeah, so we're going to, we'll chat for the next one and I'll see you then. Okay. Awesome. Thanks so much. All right. See ya. Bye. Well, that about does it. Another episode in the bag and the first episode with the very lovely Tabitha Hedrick, my new co-host for the next several episodes. And just really quick, if you have not had a chance to go on over to iTunes, I would be so grateful if you could leave a rating and review for the podcast, because this is really important. And let me tell you why, because this helps get the show noticed by other knitters. So if you could please help me share the love, your rating and review will help me in getting the word out to more yarn crafters and those wanting to learn this craft that we are all so very passionate about. 
And remember to sign up for the Shawls Challenge. It is happening April 30th. I shared info at the very beginning of this episode. So please remember to go to karagotwarner.com forward slash shawls. And one last little tiny thing. I just wanted to let you know that I am taking on coaching clients. So if you're interested in chatting with me for 15 minutes, I have some slots open for those of you that are really thinking about taking your designing or your passion for yarn crafting to the next level, and you would like to start a fiber-loving business. Well, I can definitely help you out and if you want to see if, if a coaching program is a good fit, you can go to karagotwarner.com forward slash strategy session, and you can set up a 15-minute call with me. It's a video call over Skype, and this is if you're ready to go forward and make this a business. So check it out, karagotwarner.com forward slash strategy session to set up your free 15 minute call with me. So that's it. And I hope you enjoyed this episode of Power Pearls podcast. And I will see you next week. Take care. 